Welcome, Pewter Report readers and listeners, to another edition of the Pewter Report podcast, energized by Celsius. I am John Ledyard of PewterReport.com, and along with me today to talk about Bucks OTAs, some of these Bucks training camp battles, all things Bucks, really, including his history as a Bucks fan, what he start, did when he was thinking and what he was started his YouTube page. Cannot wait to talk to this man, the one and only. James, Mr. Bucks Nation. I just I should just refer to you as Mr. Bucks Nation. Keep the aura and the mystery. <laughs> Not that there is a mystery, but James, what's up, man? Uh, thanks for coming on the show. Hey, John. Thanks for having me on. Uh, for everybody watching this, um, you know, nice uh, cross promotional type thing we did. John was on my channel for uh, four videos, and now I'm here on the Pewter Report podcast. If you guys are new, coming over from my channel, just checking this out. Subscribe to the Pewter Report, okay? Yeah. These guys do phenomenal content over here. It's it's awesome to be here, seriously. So, John, again, thanks for having me on, man. Absolutely, I'm glad we could make this happen. We've talked about doing it for a while, and I'm I'm very yeah. glad that we've we've put this uh, thing into action. We've got a lot to cover today. I want to hear a lot about you and and some of your history and starting this thing and what you've been able to build and where you kind of see it going. I want to you know as much as you're willing to talk about that. Sure. Uh, talk about that a little bit on the show, but we'll obviously dive into the box conversation too. I mean, we got to talk about some roster battles and things like that. Uh, training camp, even the thing that some of the coaches' comments today. I want to get your thoughts on. There were some very interesting comments um, okay. I made today by by Byron Leftwich and and some of the other coaches. Clyde Christensen telling some Brady stories today. Uh, so I want to run all that by you for sure. Uh, but first, we got to give a shout out as we always do because all this awesome, amazing content is brought to you by our friends over at Celsius. Celsius powers active lives every day with essential functional energy. Got the strawberry guava going on today. Nice. Top five flavor for me. I don't, have you ever tried Celsius, James? Yeah, I've actually had it a couple of times. Uh, okay. First time we met, I actually had some Celsius. So oh, when I, we were at uh, Glory Days. Yeah, so I like it. I'm a fan of it. You know, yeah. uh, I, I haven't tried all the flavors. I'm gonna have to try that uh, strawberry guava that you have yeah. there. I'm uh, telling you, this one's. Yeah, this is a game changer. No sugar again. Healthy energy accelerates metabolism, burns body fat. Taste is unbelievable. That's what really gets me, the taste. You know, I've never been a big energy drink person. Uh, don't really, you know, create a lot of my own energy, I always say. <laughs> but, right. uh, man, these things have been great. Uh, they've been game changers for me, help with early morning workouts and things like that. So uh, try out all the flavors. I'll encourage you to try everybody to try all the flavors. But you can go over to Celsius.com. You can figure out, you can click the banner ads over at PeterReport.com. And you can get kind of a great feel for where you can find that Celsius, which what the flavors are out there, and how you can order that. Uh, but yeah, really, really great stuff from Celsius as always. James, I got to ask you: uh, Do you make people call you Mister Bucks Nation when you're not on the air, like when you're just like around in your everyday <laughs> life? Like, <laughs> no, it's it's always just James. I mean, I I actually very rarely say Mister Bucks Nation even just like on videos or anything, say, you know, yeah, right. I just always go, Hey guys, James, you know? <laughs> so yeah. So it's, it, it actually sounds kind of weird sometimes. Like uh, if I ever run into anybody who sees the show, they go, Oh, you're Mr. Bucks nation. And I go, Oh yeah. <laughs> you know, right. I'm, just, I'm just so used to, you know, it's just James, right. you know? Sure. Um, That's funny. Yeah. So let me start there. Like what prompted, you just start this Mr. Bucks Nation YouTube. Can you tell us some about like the genesis of it and how it came to be? Yeah, so it it actually started. Okay, so I've been on YouTube, you know, collectively, I think for around nine years. Okay. Um, you know, much like any kid, like teenager, you know, I started off like playing video games on YouTube, you know, and yeah. me and my buddies would play video games on YouTube, and I did that for I want to say like five years, something along those lines. And um, Mr. Bucks Nation actually started. Uh, where I was playing Madden because I was like, you know, hey, I can't play like sports games on my other channel where I play games. I want to have a channel where I play Madden and play with the Tampa Bay yeah. Buccaneers. And I thought, OK, hey, Mr. Bucks Nation, that sounds cool. You know, let's let's go with that. Um, so I put that down as the name. I played Madden. 
you know, and then after a while, I was like, I don't feel like playing Madden on here anymore for YouTube. So I, I stopped, you know, mm. um, for a couple of years, like a year or two. And then when I was a senior, what years school, are we talking about here, by the way, we're talking about. So what? I, I graduated in 2015. So I want to say I stopped. I, I started it and I want to say around 2013, okay. 2012, something like wow. that. Um, did, did a couple of videos for about a year stop Madden videos for like two years, something like that. And then, um, 2015, I, I made one video where it's a funny story. So when I graduated high school, um, I sent out my high school graduation, you know, right. announcements, I guess, if you will, I sent them to all 32 teams in the NFL, you know, and I said, wow. Hey, I graduated. This is really cool. I wrote like handwritten notes to each team and sent them all out. And I, I actually had a couple, I got a couple of things back. Like the Colts sent me a congratulatory letter. I think the Cowboys right. sent me like a team photo. Um, wow. And, the and Bucks all this, didn't send you anything though. No, the Bucks actually sent me a whole box of stuff. Wow. Um, so I remember at the time I made a video that was like, Oh, thank you, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And it was I was just graduated from high school and it was basically, I just opened up the box and showed everybody what I got from the bucks for graduating high school, you know, cause I thought that was a super cool thing. Um, so after that, I, I didn't do much with the channel. And then one day I was watching a, um, a YouTuber that, um, I I'd watched for years and I sat there and I was like, man, this guy seems like he's having a really good time. He's just sitting there just talking about, things he likes to talk yeah. about in his room. And I, <laughs> I think and me and you had talked about this. Um, mm. I, I remember I sat there and I thought like, that sounds fun. And, you know, <laughs> I think easy to do. What's right. something that I like to talk about that I could, you know, talk about every single day forever. And I was like, Oh yeah, I, I love talking about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So um, it, it was the off season where we got Chris Baker and, Deshaun Jackson. That's oh yeah. Forget when I season. <laughs> that was the first video I ever made. Was man, we signed Chris Baker, we signed Deshaun Jackson. This is awesome, man. And uh, and that was I the, love it. Yeah, that was the first Big like backfire. <laughs> yeah, that was the first talk video I ever made for the channel. And then after that, I've I've been doing that ever since, just talking about it. So it went yeah. from a Madden channel to hey, the Bucks sent me this cool box to. Okay, now I'm now I'm doing um, talking about Tampa Bay right. Buccaneers just because I want to talk about them, you know. Right, right. You love them, and and why not? Now, yeah, the ch- your channel, uh, your channel has almost reached eleven thousand subscribers. It's it's awesome. Uh, it's great stuff. If you're if you subscribe to the Peter Report podcast, um, definitely go over to Mister Mister Bucks Nation and subscribe uh, to James's stuff. I have been kind of since we connected. We connected at Glory Days, and then you know how the draft process goes. It was like. Okay, just swamped with you know work and everything since the draft ended, which you you know were on the draft show for a little bit or jumped in the comments or whatever. Mm. I've been kind of like, all right, like what's going on in the landscape, the lay of the land here, because it's been nonstop for me since I got hired, basically right. to report. So I'm getting a little bit better feel for the lay of the land. Who else is doing buck stuff? What they're doing? Things mm. like that. And immediately went upon your channel, and it was just fun. Like that was the biggest thing that stood out to me was just watching your videos, watching you. I watched the Super Bowl where you were like reacting live to what's going on oh yeah at first i was like what is going on here like is he gonna show the super bowl while he's on like or is it just gonna be him reacting to stuff and it was you reacting to stuff but also like you jumped into like play-by-play for moments of the game like plays would happen and you were like the touchdown of gronkowski i watched in the second one and you were like calling the play and describing what happens brady's got all day in the pocket does that part like did you want to be play, do play by play? Has that been a desire of you or something you've pursued at all? Yeah, so it's it's nothing I've really ever pursued. Like um I think it was last year I actually did um color commentary um in a little bit of play by play for my old high school's football games for a couple of those. Wow. Me and my me and my friend did that. Um and that was like on a live stream. So that that was pretty cool to do that. But no, I'm um it just kind of like formed into a play by play type thing because I, I can't show the game. YouTube's very strict about certain yeah, things. Yeah. That is one of them. Right. Um, so I remember a long time ago, uh, I showed, I think it was the draft whenever Carlton Davis uh, and MJ Stewart got drafted. I was mm-hmm. like, Oh, I can show the draft, you know, and I had a really cool setup. Yeah. Boom. Live stream got taken down. It was horrible. I couldn't yeah. live stream for, I think three months. So wow. I was like, <laughs> I was like, Nope, I'm never doing that 
ever, so you ever can't show again. anything live. I know some people try to get around YouTube right. rules, but I would imagine that's one you probably can't get around. Exactly. So, um, yeah, it, 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 at first I just kind of thought like, well, you know, I'll, I'll stay at home and watch the games and just react mm -hmm. to it. You know, that'll be fun, yeah. you know, just hanging out, watching the game with everybody. And then right. I just thought like, well, I, I got to do something here to fill in time. So I thought I might as well just do play by play and just talk about the game that's going on. And, uh, um, a lot of people who can't watch the game, um, have actually said like, at least we're getting something here, you know, Jim. Right. so it's, so it's been, uh, I've seen some people say it's been helpful to get that kind of coverage, I guess. So yeah, I, I like doing it, man. It's, it's a blast. That's funny. I mean, that Super Bowl stream, I don't remember what it got to. It was like 60 some 70,000 people yeah. or something viewed that. Was that all happening while you were live? Were you picking up that audience? Or like, how did that come about? Were, were you just live and all of a sudden you look up and there's like all these people or was it more rewatch after the fact? So the way that you, the way YouTube does it is kind of weird. Um, like anytime somebody will leave and then come back into the live stream, I think they count that as a view. Okay. But for we, I think that stream, we actually broke a record. Um, yeah, I have it up there on my whiteboard behind me. Um, the, the peak amount of viewers that we hit in that live stream was 1,414. Wow. Um, who were watching at one point, which was right. absolutely awesome. And when we were watching it, you know, it was it was literally just a situation where they're like, James, why aren't you getting excited? I was like, I, I just can't believe this is happening. It's more shock than anything, you know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, I'm sure you saw that when you were watching a little bit of it. I was like, yeah, OK, yep. OK, the game's not over yet, guys. Right. <laughs> you know, or so, it's just like, <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. You know, so, so it was um, it was really cool to get that many people in there just yeah. all hanging out, watching the game and all reacting together with it and just having a really cool time. Right. Uh, that's great. I mean, it's, it got my wheels spinning in terms of like, wow, people consume this on game days. Like they, they enjoy this. Like it was really cool stuff, creative stuff by you, the whole thought process. Um, and so I, yeah, it's been awesome to kind of track and watch and catch up with some of that stuff and excited already to see kind of what you're going to produce in the future. The interview with Grant Stewart that you did recently, that's up by the way, Oh, go over to Mr. Bucks nation, check it out. Uh, interview with Grant Stewart. Really good stuff, insightful stuff. He's a great interview. That makes it a lot yeah. of fun. Um, yeah, that's a great show. So it's fun stuff, man. It's always cool to kind of hear stories like that. And I'm sure we'll talk more uh, in the future uh, about yeah. like how that golf has come to be. But that's really, really neat. Calvin wants to know if I play Madden or did play Madden. I did play when I was a kid. I don't play anymore. Yeah. I Honestly, I would love to play. I don't know how people – video games is amazing to me, how people have time to like – I can't just do things though. Like I would be all in, like it would consume right. a large chunk of my time if I did it. Um, but right. I love playing Madden as a kid. I would play a lot. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was, it was a lot of fun then, but oh, I haven't yeah. played in years. So I I've seen other people play. So I've seen some of the updated looks of the game and I know people are always mad about Madden, but I, I always join the anger myself. I always thought it'd be cool. Um, for anybody watching this, you know, I, I've always had a dream of mine to produce like a Madden tournament on the channel um, yeah. and just have a, bu a bunch of Buccaneers content creators specifically come together and play Madden. So John, I don't know. Hey, you might have to be in that tournament. Man. Maybe I'll get, <laughs> get back into it, get waxed, get embarrassed. You, know, hey, get out. You, you never know. You never know, man. <laughs> That's true. Maybe catch fire and something happens. Right. So here's my question to you then. Um, as you've kind of started and developed all this and everything, like, can you, I mean, walk us through a little bit about what you're experiencing? Because it sounds like from what you're saying, Bucks fan from a young age and kind of have always been a fan of the Fiends so, or the team. So like, what's the background there? And then what's this experience been like for you? Seeing them add Tom Brady, Rob Gronkowski, Tony Brown, all these players, you know, not even necessarily live up to expectations through most of the regular season. And then all of a sudden just take off and win a Super Bowl. Like, what was that experience like for you? Yeah, so I've been a Bucks fan, you know, since I was a little kid. You know, mm -hmm. um, I had the very fortunate opportunity to meet John Gruden a couple of times. Um, wow, Chris Sims, Savvy Piscatelli. Um, I got to meet those guys a couple of times. Actually, J John Gruden told me when I was a little kid, not explicitly, he he just very much hinted at it that I had a weak handshake. So, <laughs> so I was. Wow, so that's a wait. Fun tell us this story. What happened? So you just like, how old are you? I was very young, like in elementary school. Or what? So, He's criticizing your handshake so, in elementary school. So I was either in elementary school or very early in middle school. I'm pretty sure elementary school. But um, 
the the Buccaneers used to do this thing. It was called Breakfast with the Bucks, where local businesses and stuff like that could get together and meet some Bucks players and coaches. John yeah. Gruden was there whenever he was still with the team. Um, and you know, Savvy Piscatelli was there, Chris Sims was there, Dalvin Joseph was there. Dude's got uh, the biggest hands I've ever seen in my entire life. Not a um, hand shaker, probably. But right. But <laughs> but um I went up to John Gruden and you know, I, I shook his hand. And uh, he said, oh, nice to meet you. I said, okay, nice to meet you. And then my brother, who's older than me, came up and yeah. he shook John Gruden's hand. He goes, see, now that's a strong handshake right there. <laughs> and I was, older like, than you. I was like, man, I was like, dang it, John. Dang I it. mean, John Gruden, like, wow. I mean, he's positive about everybody. And he's out here putting a scout, a negative scouting report up on what? A 10-year-old's handshake? Oh, I mean, yep. come on. It was That's it was, amazing. It was brutal, man. I was like, I must have been, I think, a 10 or 11. Yeah. You know, so I was like, dang it, man. That's so, <laughs> come on, John. I was like, come on, man. His hopes and dreams dashed at oh, 11. Killed. So I'm never going to be out here competing with Dalvin Joseph, John? I, like, I'm, I've never forgot that in my entire life, man. But no, so, you know, obviously since I was around like nine, 10, stuff like that, I've been, you know, rooting for the bucks or since I could, you know, kind of process what football, right. you know, the ins and outs of it. But yeah, man, I remember I, I'm a weird fan, John. I love the weird, like the out there players that nobody knows. Right. Like, Dude, I definitely relate to that. When I was a kid, it was the same way. Football cards. Everybody wanted like the autograph Dan Marino. And I was like this young, dumb kid, not realizing how valuable the card would be. And I'm just like, I want like, you know, uh, I don't know, like the third safety on the Bucks. Like, I want to make sure yeah. I have all the players. That's how it yeah. was. Like, legit, everybody's like, oh, man, Chris Sims, he's going to be our franchise guy. Like, oh, man, you know, Josh Freeman, he's going to be our franchise guy. And I was like, and you know, Luke McCown, Bruce Gradkowski, they're good quarterbacks, you know. Hey, how about Byron Luthwich, you know, while he's a quarterback? I love, right. you know, it, it was funny. Whenever we brought back Byron Luthwich, I had, like, this memory in my mind. I was like, oh, my gosh, that's right. He was a quarterback for us for yeah. a couple of games. I was like, and I remember he was just, I, I just liked him. He was cool, right. you know? So, I mean, it, th that's how I've just been my entire fandom of this team is I'm like, I love like the, the underdog guys who nobody yeah. likes to talk about and stuff like that. But um, yeah, you know, you mentioned, you know, the, what was my thought process whenever, um, yeah. you know, the Bucks signed Brady and Gronk and Antonio Brown and all these guys. Um, interesting story. So, I thought like the more momentum that was coming up for this Brady thing, I thought like, yeah, no, it's not going to happen, man. They're not going to actually get Tom Brady. But I thought like, ah, what if they do? So I think it was hours before they actually announced the signing of Tom Brady. I got a season ticket to, for the uh, season, you know? Um, and then they announced they signed Brady and I was like, okay, this season, you know, this, this, and then the prices shot up and I was like, yep. okay, I guess I guessed right here. You know, I didn't, I didn't think they were actually going to sign Brady, you know, I mean, yeah. I wanted it either way, just in case if, you know, cause I, you know, if they, if they I, I was still wanting to go get a season ticket, you know, just right. because it's fun to go watch the games, but right. um, yeah, it, it didn't feel real. It still really doesn't feel real. You know, I mean, they won the Super Bowl, and it's, mm -hmm. it's almost of course, it's a feeling of celebration, right? But it's mm -hmm. almost this feeling of like, man, I still feel like I'm in a dream, you know? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. there's, there's no way the Bucks won the Super Bowl, right? With Tom right. Brady and Rob Gronkowski and Antonio Brown, like that didn't actually happen. No, it actually yeah. did happen, you know? Right. So that's just that's just been my mindset throughout this entire past season of like, what is happening? <laughs> you right. know, like this is insane. Right. Oh, for sure. Vortex asked a good question. Who were your fit guys' favorite players growing up? I can actually talk about my favorite players in the box too. You know, I see a sure. Derek Brooks jersey behind you, but you mentioned mm -hmm. liking some of the players who were kind of like behind the scenes a little bit or maybe not as popular. Were there players that come to mind when you think about who your favorites were growing up? Probably. I'm guessing Vortex is asking for Buccaneers, but I, you could probably go outside yeah. of that too if you want. I used to be a big, big Ernest Graham fan. I really liked Ernest Graham. I thought he wow. was a really good running back. I was like, man, this guy should be our starter. Like, he's a good, reliable running back, you know? Again, That's it's funny. more of that idea of just random out there guys, you know? Bear Root, I was always a fan of Bear Root at linebacker. Mm -hmm. Rondé Barber, of course, you know, he was still there for a few years when I was growing up. Yep. Um, you know, and, and guys like that, I was a really big fan of. Still a big Gerald McCoy guy, you know? Uh, mm -hmm. I, I still think that he did a really good job in Tampa Bay. Um and those are some of the main guys. Like, I like Jeff Garcia a lot. I saw somebody in the chat mention Jeff Garcia again. 
mm-hmm. thought he was a good quarterback. Um, yeah. and just, yeah, kind of guys like that. That's, that's from kind of the, um, you know, really early, early eras and stuff like that. But yep. just taking it a step further, like going into like the Josh Freeman era and stuff like yeah. that towards the end there, man, Mike Glennon, Mike oh. Glennon. I love Mike Glennon, dude. Long neck. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Mike Glennon. <laughs> I, I'm a Glennonite for life. That's okay. Funny. I mean, that's facts, man. I love Mike Glennon. When when I heard that they were going to give him like an $8 million per year deal to be the back, I was like, hey, I don't see why not. You know, I think this is a great deal. And every, everybody, not a lot of people like Mike Glennon, you know, that aren't really Bucks fans. Like Bears right. fans hate Mike Glennon. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm like, ah, man, I got my guy, Mike Glennon. He's great, man. He's great. <laughs> that's funny. No, I remember back when I was a kid, you know, it's funny now that I cover the Bucks because I remember, you know, obviously you grow up a Steelers fan and I liked the 49ers as a kid, you know, as a kid, I'm talking, you know, I mm-hmm. knew they won and I like Steve Young and Jerry Rice and, you know, why not? Um, but I remember like outside of that, like the Bucks were definitely a team that I rooted for because I just, I loved everybody on that defense. They were fun to watch. Um, uh, Derek Brooks was one of my favorite players in the league for sure. Um, when I was a kid um, and then, you know, as I got older, it was kind of like evolved into other players, but I always liked guys that were on the Bucks, you know, at one point or another. Simeon Rice was a favorite player of mine. I've Since, as I've grown, I've become an analyst. It's always been like, how is Simeon Rice not considered for the Hall of Fame? Like, we don't yeah. – why don't we talk about him? Look at this guy's numbers. He's like an un- – I mean, he was one of those guys that even like – I mean, I know his, his era wasn't that long ago, but any year in the league you put him into the league, he would have been a double-digit sack guy. Like, there's not yeah. many guys you can say that about. He was – a really, really good player. Um, yeah, some Dub says Simeon Rice was uh, one of his favorites uh, back in the day as well. Yeah, just a really, really good player. So he was one of those guys that that definitely stands out to me uh, when I think about guys that were Bucks that um, that I always rooted for, kind of over the years. And obviously John Lynch, I was a John Lynch fan for sure. Um, I think just on that defense over the years, I just there were a lot of players that I liked. And then I actually was kind of skeptical more recent years. I was a little bit skeptical about Mike Evans. I had a high grade on him, but mm-hmm. I definitely was like, man, it's going to be interesting to see if this guy makes it because at the time there were a lot of big, slow receivers. He wasn't slow, but a lot of big receivers that like people were like, oh, can they separate because they make a lot of contested catches. It was like a real discussion about whether those guys – could could succeed in the NFL. And he was obviously really different from Sammy Watkins and Odell Beckham Jr. I had him third in that class. I had it Watkins, OBJ, and then Evans um, in that class. I know some people were lower on OBJ and a lot of people were lower on Evans. So I did like him a lot, but I did think there were still some questions. I was like, hmm, I had a first-round grade on him. But he was a player that as soon as he got into the league, it was like, oh, man, I think this guy's a baller. Like not only that he was a great player – just love his demeanor. I just, I mean, he has like that mix of confidence, but also like relatability. Like he's funny. Like if you watched him during the Super Bowl, like uh, uh, highlight DVD or whatever, uh, the behind the scenes Bucks DVD, the Super Bowl DVD, like his little sideline quips and like, yeah. just he's just a funny dude. He like yeah. nervous talks and yeah, uh, he's like funny, relatable, but also like very cool and obviously a great person. He's yeah. definitely one of my favorite players across the league, you know, media bias aside or unbiased, whatever you call right, it. Right, right. Well, for everybody in the chat too, like, you know, I was just, na- I was naming players that aren't, you know, like, obviously I love Brooks, Sapp, yeah, Lynch, yeah, all those guys, of course, you know, mm-hmm. um, those guys are phenomenal. I, I was um, talking more about like the, uh, the out there picks, you know, so. Right. Of course, of course, I love all all of our greats, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, th- oh, I think sure. everybody, I think everybody has to, you know, just by default. Right. Um, yeah, absolutely. All right, let's talk about some of this stuff that's going on right now in the present day and age of the Tampa sure. Bay Buccaneers. Um, man, it is it's an exciting off season, but it, it's different type of excitement, right? Normally, there would be this. Last year, there was how are these new pieces going to look? Blah blah blah. Now it's like who's going to play on special teams? What do these rookies look like? You know, that aren't gonna we're not gonna see him in the regular season. So I can't wait to see him in the preseason because this might be our only chance to get a real good look at them. But now yeah. there's this growing excitement about Jalen Darden. There's this recent comparison Bruce Arians made when he was a guest on, on here, right here on the Peter Report podcast, talking yeah. about comparing Darden in some ways to, to Antonio Brown and Tim Manuel Sanders. And then that kind of continued today when Byron left, which I asked him about if he kind of saw that same comparison when he watched him i'll see if i can find the exact quote now on it but he really 
I mean, he went Byron Leftwich. If you know this, if you listen to Byron Leftwich presser, the man does not give many details away. He loves right. to generalize. In and, and he, he honestly, he's he's kind of cliche talk when he tell, when he mm-hmm. speaks. You're mm-hmm. not getting a lot of great information from him. He he had the glow up going when he talked about Jalen Darden, dude. Like he yeah. was, you could see he really is excited, and he was more effusive in his praise than he typically is. He said. Um, it's all over the college tape, Leftwich said. I was a big fan of his. I love that because he said I was a big fan of his. That means Leftwich had put the time in on the tape, seen Darden, and he probably was one of the guys, I would guess, standing on the table for him. You don't see coaches always give away those nuggets. I bet that Leftwich is a guy standing on the table for Jalen Darden. If I had had a follow-up, I would have asked him that if we get chances to. If Dart, if it's, you know, I'll definitely ask him about that. But it sounds like he said I was a big fan of his. He's not a big guy but a smaller guy that can pluck the ball. He's very fast. His mannerisms are very similar to AB. Obviously, that's a big order to put on anybody, but I just remember AB being a rookie, being a player on that team, and man, and he just kind of shook his head and laughed, and he was kind of like, they are very similar, very similar football players. So man. I'm not saying Darden will be AB, obviously. Nobody's saying that. You know, Just because right. players are similar doesn't mean their career paths will be identical. I don't. It frustrates me sometimes when people don't, would correlate the two you can be right. stylistically similar and never produce the same the same way the situation matters staying healthy matters Darby's right. right now wide receiver six or seven you right. know but do you see that comparison at all when you watch darden what was your thoughts on that pick and kind of what you've seen so far yeah so it's it's funny man i feel like in recent i've said this in recent videos where i go i know i'm mentioning jalen darden in every single video but the dude keeps on showing up Mm -hmm. you know i have yet to see a day of practice where jalen darden is not mentioned because the dude is just in it sounds like he is just going crazy in all of these practices like uh, i think nice you know john you said it too i think it was um yeah uh June 1st OTA practice where he was, he was uncoverable. You know, him and Jadon Mickens were just uncoverable and they looked phenomenal out there. So, I mean, the hype train is really going for Jalen Darden right now. I can't wait to see him in the preseason with uh, Kyle Trask, especially. I think that connection is going to be amazing, but you know, whenever the pick was made, I was a little surprised, you know, Um, and I was actually talking to Evan Wanish of Mm -hmm. the Cannon Fire podcast. And he had Mm -hmm. said, I love this pick. He goes, this this guy is one of the sleepers of the entire draft for me. Wow. I said, really? He said, yeah, I think so, because um, he he's just a phenomenal returner. He's a great special teams guy, and he's a really good wide receiver. Um, that's a great comparison to make, you know, with Antonio Brown and Jalen Darden there. You know, like you said, obviously they might not end up being the same player in terms of production mm-hmm. when everything's said and done, but, you know, I could see Jalen Darden working his way into the offense and really uh, – potentially carving out a role for himself, depending on what happens with, um, you know, some of these guys, he might even cut into Scotty Miller's uh, snaps and whatnot. So it's going right. to be interesting. I also compare him a lot to uh, Jamison Crowder, um, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Washington football team, wide receiver, New York yep. jets, wide receiver. Um, they're, they're obviously built very similar. Um, right. So it, I'm very, very excited to watch Jalen Darden pick was a pretty surprising pick. I think in the fourth round, I don't think a lot mm-hmm. of people expected that, but it seems like no. it's going to be working out pretty well for the Bucks if Jalen Darden continues this streak of just phenomenal play. Right. At the very least, you would think Darden continues to develop. He's a great insurance policy for them this season. If somebody gets hurt, he could be a great insurance policy for them in the future. You know, if if Chris, depending on what happens with Chris Godwin and Antonio Brown after this season, mm. let's say hypothetically, worst case scenario, they lose both guys or both walk away. You've got a situation where you could have a developing Darden, a developing Tyler Johnson, and a Scotty Miller and a Mike Evans, and it's not as good, but there are worse receiving cores out there, right? There would be, you know, it would be a good receiving core still. So they right. set themselves up to win, kind of long term at a position. As long as Darden continues to develop, he could be kind of that that great insurance policy for the team. Oh, by the way, speaking of insurance policies, if you don't know about our friends over at Briar Greaves Insurance. You should find out about them. You don't stay in business for over 30 years if you aren't doing something right. Briar Greaves has done a lot of things right, but none more than giving exceptional personal service to their insurance customers. We all need insurance, whether it's life, homeowners, auto, or even commercial insurance. Briar and Sam Greaves and their staff are the best in the area and big bucks fans. It will literally take you 10 minutes to get a quote or compare your current policy, and that 10 minutes could turn into hundreds of dollars in savings. 
Don't wait. Call Briar Greaves today at 813-876-4166 and find out how much money you can put back in your pocket. 30 years in business and Bucks season ticket holders. Call Briar or Sam today at 813-876-4166. Make sure you do that. Check out Briar Greaves. Give them a call and save yourself some money. That was All a right. wonder. That was a wonderful segue. <laughs> I, I've learned from the best, Mark Cook. I've learned from him how to set up the segues uh, with our segments. So yeah, Beautiful. trying and learning and getting better every day. That's the key, right? Right. Um, okay, so we've talked about Darden, and I think it's it's just an exciting topic right now for Bucks fans because there, are, like I said, there isn't a lot of intrigue or mystery this offseason about who's going to start or you know things like that. But there's plenty of it throughout the the deeper positions in the roster. One of those spots is also at running back. Giovanni Bernard getting more and more praise uh, from coaches recently. Uh, Bruce Aaron say we're trying to teach him some of our tricks, but it's pretty clear he's already going to be a pretty big time weapon for us. And so they're happy, they're excited about him. I think who was it yesterday? Somebody was kind of praising him up and down uh, today. I think Leftwich and, and Harold Goodwin both said right away, like he's just a professional, like he just is. Like he's he's that kind of a guy, highly intelligent, picks things up very quickly. I think Leftwich said today, you don't have to tell him things twice. Like he gets it right away, makes the adjustments. So it's been very quick for him to kind of learn. Um, your thoughts on Giovanni Bernard and the whole offseason saga of what will the Bucks do at running back? There's hardly any holes in this team. But running back, man, these guys drop so many passes. What were your thoughts on the running back room going into the offseason? What did you want to see them do? Yeah, so this is something we talked about. I uh, mean, you actually talked about on uh, the channel there, um, yeah. on my channel. So, you know, just to reiterate some of the points there, you know, going into this offseason, they needed a receiving back. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, Ronald Jones, Leonard Fournette. I know some people might disagree with it, but I think they're very similar in terms of what they can do as receiving backs, which is mediocre. You know, now they can obviously improve in that and they might, we'll see, but overall they didn't, they left a lot to be desired, you know, based right. on production from last season in terms of receiving games and whatnot. And that was honestly one of the bigger, you know, needs that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers had left was, Hey, they need a receiving back. And they got one of the best guys in the game in terms of uh, just being that guy in Giovanni Bernard, a friend of mine, Billy from uh, Owen the Sea here on YouTube. He said that, you know, he feels that Giovanni Bernard, when everything is said and done, he could be one of the most impactful weapons on this Buccaneers offense. And I think that I agree with him on that pretty wholeheartedly there. I think mm -hmm. that Giovanni Bernard is a perfect guy to pair up with a quarterback like Tom Brady. I think he's going to have that story where it's like, you know, nobody's really paying that much attention to Giovanni Bernard because he's on a mediocre Bengals team for, you know, his whole entire career. Then he comes to Tampa Bay Buccaneers and, he does great. Everybody's like, whoa, Giovanni Bernard, one of the best guys in the league. And it's like, yeah, yeah I mean, we all kind of already knew that, but now it's more highlighted, you know? Um, right. So I think that it was a phenomenal addition to this offense. It was exactly what they needed to give themselves even more of a boost. I mean, they didn't right. need it, you know, <laughs> of course, mm -hmm. but it gives them even more of a boost. Um, so that's going to be his role. What's going to be interesting is going to be Ronald Jones versus Leonard Fournette. We talked about this where whichever one of those guys uh, might not win that head back job, might not get a ton of playing time unless they thank you, Dub. Uh, <laughs> thank you, Dub. I threw that up there to see if I'd throw you off for a second. Appreciate that. No, but um, Dub you know, said James made his bed for the PR. If you're listening to audio, Dub said James made his bed for the PR stream. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sorry, go ahead, James. Hey, but um, anyway, yeah, you know, it, it could be two situations where Giovanni Bernard is the receiving back in both these situations. Ronald Jones is the main back. Leonard Fournette is a goal line back, or they just say Ronald Jones can be both the goal line back and just the main running back. You know, we've mm -hmm. seen him do goal line stuff before. And you know that those could be the situations where does Keyshawn Vaughn figure into that mix? I don't know. Bruce Arian said he, ex he expects him to have a breakout year. So, I mean, there's a lot going on, but I right. would say right now, the way to look at it is, Ronald Jones versus Leonard Fournette for that number one back job and who's going to be getting the most carries. And then Giovanni Bernard, I think in every situation is going to be the receiving back. Right. Yeah, no, that's interesting. I think you're definitely onto something there with the way the running back carries and opportunities are going to get divided up is going to be one of the storylines for me. And it genuinely, there isn't many things I can say. I have very little prognosis about. I just have no clue. I mean, yeah. How they treated the running back room last year was a complete mystery. I mean, one second it looks like Fournette's just out of there. Like they come out of the bye and he's a healthy scratch. Next second he's playoff Lenny, Lombardi Lenny, and, and Rojo's still running well, but I mean, he's not getting the same opportunity. 
Um, you know, you think after 2019, Rojo's figured out as a receiver. He had some nice plays as a receiver. And last year, it looked like he'd never been thrown a football in his life at any level of football. It was just, it was amazing to watch. I just, I have no clue what to expect. You're talking about, you know, a guy in Leonard that I think he is consistently kind of who he is, but definitely played above that for the playoffs right. a little bit. And then a guy in Ronald Jones that you just, I mean, catches that pass against the Chiefs and like gets off the sideline. Like, it's like, where is this guy? Like, oh, yeah, yeah. like just get inverted, just running a straight line fast. Like, that's yeah. not that hard. The rest yeah. of the year, it looks like he's reinventing the wheel every time he's out there for, for a reception. So it was how, how that all plays out this year. I mean, Rojo, 100% could just suddenly like get it together and like then he's your feature back and Leonard just fades into the background or Rojo could keep making you pull your hair out and Leonard becomes a feature guy Gio's the the third down guy I think that part's you know you kind of figure that's going to be set in stone and all of a sudden it's Rojo without a whole lot to hang his hat on so something's going to happen it's going to make fantasy football people mad those are the two things we definitely know yeah. um, from Bruce Arians 10 years of coach okay hold on a second now <clears throat> what is this Garrett Washington says the music video James made is still in rotation at my house. Have you not have you not seen the music video I did, John, for 10,000 subscribers? I definitely have not seen that. So wow, I can't believe that. I, I should I should have sent that to you. So definitely. Uh, to, to tell the story of that. So for 10,000 subscribers, I thought, you know, uh what, what should I do to celebrate this occasion? And a while ago on the channel, I had made a music video slash song and it was a buccaneers parody of old town road because you know that was a popular yeah, song at the time yeah. i thought this will be fun you know i'll make a parody of this and everybody's like wow james has actually lost his mind <laughs> because i go from deep bucks analysis to hey by the way guys i'm in a you know a windbreaker with a fanny pack on and sunglasses singing an old town road buccaneers parody you know so uh at 10,000 subscribers i was like i'm gonna make another music video you know, but what song should it be? And I, and uh, I remember there was this thing I watched from Bleacher Report. Um, what was it? Uh, Gridiron Heights. Oh yeah. In, in Gridiron yeah, Heights, yeah. they, they do this thing where uh, they had an episode with the Buccaneers playing the chiefs in the Super Bowl, And they did a parody. It was like a 10 second parody of a sea shanty that was really popular on social media. Mm -hmm. So I thought, I could do this. You know, I, I could make yep. a full sea shanty and make a music video about it. So I is that did what it. the gif is of you dancing? Is that you dancing that I saw somebody post on Twitter? Yeah, Chris Fisher um posted it on Twitter. So I went to St. Pete Beach, filmed a whole music video of me dancing in a pirate costume and singing along to the song. And I lip synced the whole thing. So to he I couldn't so to hear the song so I would know how to lip sing it, I was blasting this song that I wrote and sang at the beach at St. Pete Beach. It was very awkward. People were filming me. Uh it, it was it was a fun time. But when you get a chance, I will uh I will send it to you. Um, oh, definitely. Had somebody mix the audio and whatnot and and make it sound really good and and with the beat and everything, and it was it was a blast. So That's yeah. Cool. Oh, I got to see that for sure. I can't oh, yeah. wait. There's oh, going to yeah. be gifts made, by the way. Just prepare yourself. Perfect. That's fine with That's me. <laughs> I love it. That's funny. All right, here we go. We got to we got we'll keep it rolling here to wrap things up. We got to talk a little bit about we we've, we've mentioned a couple of these rookie situations, but we've talked about a new addition in Giovanni Bernard. I got to talk about two one other player that's entering his second year, Keyshawn Vaughn, and then we'll talk about Cal Traska a little bit. Sure. So Keyshawn Vaughn, it's a, he's a third round pick. I said at the time on our live stream, I said, I just, I think this is a reach. I think they wanted Antonio Gibson. I didn't know how much they wanted to, that they considered him in the second round and he nearly fell to them in the third. Um, I didn't know that at the time, but you know, I thought, Oh, they, I thought they wanted Gibson and he's off the board and they just reached. And there was a big drop off at running back in my opinion, after that um, right now, it's been disappointing for Keyshawn Vaughn. There's no way to really get around that. It uh, doesn't mean that he won't, you know, blossom and become a stud down the road but this year he's looking at long odds to see playing time he barely played special teams last year 39 snaps i think and that's really if he's going to get hat on game days he really has to stand out in that way obviously unless there's an injury but he's I mean, he's kind of locked into being the fourth running back i think it would be shocking to see him beat out any of the guys ahead of him really at this point so what do you see with Keyshawn vaughn what's the future for him um not that he has like trade value or whatever but what you know should the bucks be trying to 
give him more opportunity. Like I just running backs usually play early in their career and he's just really not going to get a chance to play very much this season. I don't think. Yeah, that's, that's going to be an interesting situation to pay attention to here for the next, um, you know, for this upcoming season, because what do you do with it? Even, even the next two years, really kind of, I mean, yeah, because yeah, because you already have Ronald Jones, you already have Leonard Fournette and you have Giovanni Bernard who you just brought in now, right? Ronald Jones contract runs out at the end of the year, right? I believe so. Yes. Ronald, Ronald and, Jones, Leonard Fournette, and Giovanni Bernard are all free agents. Right. So when everything's said and done after this year, Keyshawn Vaughn's the only guy left. So the only thing that I could think of is an interesting quote that Jason Light gave recently where he said, you know, when I draft guys, I think about where they're going to be in three years, two to three years, uh, stuff like that. And mm-hmm. in two to three years, hey, Keyshawn Vaughn could end up being the starter you know, depending on what happens there. So it's going to be very interesting. Like you said, for this upcoming season, I know Bruce Arians said like, hey, I expect a breakout year from Keyshawn Vaughn. I don't know why he said that because right now the the circumstances are definitely against him. But I guess you never know if they do keep that mentality of we're going to ride the hot hand. We're going to see who you know does the best and just keep on rolling with them until they're not doing so good. Then we'll go to somebody else. That could be the opportunity that Keyshawn Vaughn is looking for, where he has to stay as a hot hand and keep going with that. That's the only way I see him getting a, a ton of playing time on offense. And then obviously, like you said, you know, he'll still get a few opportunities on special teams. But I think where we'll see Keyshawn Vaughn potentially break out or start showing his real value is maybe upcoming next season, depending on what the Tampa Bay Buccaneers do with their running back room. Right. No. Three guys, so you'll definitely have something. You know, to, to some extent, there will be opportunity, more opportunity for Keyshawn Vaughn than it looks like there will be this year, almost certainly next year, if he level with the coaching staff, if he can keep his role growing and growing with the coaching staff. That's going to be kind of the big question mark with him moving forward. So, okay, Kyle Trask. This team takes a quarterback in the second round, James. Uh, were you surprised? Did you like Cal Trask? What were your thoughts about him and, and where you see his career going? I have a whole video of me reacting to the Kyle Trask pick. Uh, I was screaming my head off whenever they picked Kyle Trask. Um, I, I just lost my mind because, again, the guy who I had with me, Evan Wanish of the Cannon Fire podcast, you know, he he said, man, if they pick Kyle Trask in the second round, I'm throwing something. And I was like, well, now I want to see it. You know, I, I'm an I'm an agent of chaos, man. I want to see the chaos um, and I want to see them get Brady's successor. Why not? You know, it's not like they have a ton of needs. So I think right. it'd be fun. So they got Kyle Trask. I freaked out. I was like, man, Kyle Trask, let's go. What are we saying? You know, and the chat blew up. It was it was a lot of fun to watch, you know, but <laughs> I think I, I think Kyle Trask is a good quarterback. Right. I, I think mm-hmm. he can do good things and he will hopefully be a good future starting quarterback for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the next few years. Um, Obviously, if Brady plays until he's 50, he might have to go somewhere else. But, um, you know, I I think Trask is a good quarterback. I think he can make a lot of the throws that you want him to. I think he can be a good fit for what Bruce Arians and Byron Leftwich like to do on offense. And overall, I was excited with the pick. Yeah, that's – I mean, I kind of warmed up to it. It wasn't like – it wasn't the player I would have – pick necessarily but as i thought more and more about the roster structure it was like man this is a very difficult team to fit a second round or a hunt to right now and you want a guy like that to either play or be value be at a really a, a valuable position give you an option there and they did you know the second thing obviously getting you know a valuable a player a quarterback this is a valuable position again you know if he can win you a game or two he comes in and he's capable of winning you a game or two doesn't mean he has to be the franchise guy but in a super bowl window a guy like that could be helpful. Then they re-signed Blaine Gabbard, and it got confusing to me again. It's like, okay, well, you just took this guy in the right. second round. You don't even think he can be your backup. Um, so I just am curious. I want to see how it goes in the preseason. I want to see, you know, if he if he plays better than than Blaine, basically, whether they list him as a two or a three, whatever. Um, but does he play better than Blaine? Um, and and yeah. kind of what promise does he show? That's kind of where I'm looking at that. that. But yeah, Fred's Fred Manning says Trask is a developmental player in the chat, and I agree with him. I think that it is a developmental process with Cal Trask because he's going to have to get to such a level mentally to make up for not being the greatest athlete, having the greatest arm off platform. Um, and that's where he's going to have to get to mentally. He's going to have to be that sharp. That means that development will, will be needed. I think 
Well, that's the James. Thing. Go ahead. And I said, well, that's the thing too, is you look at the situation he's entering. I mean, you mm -hmm. could argue that he is entering in terms of helping his development. He might be entering the best situation out of any of the quarterbacks drafted. You're going right. to learn from Tom Brady. You're going to learn from, I know people laugh and whatnot, but Blaine Gabbard's been a dude. Okay. He can at Most least underrated help. player in the league. That's what I'm saying. You know, we made a whole video about that, John, me and you. <laughs> um, so what I'm saying is he's going to learn from Tom. He's going to learn from Blaine Gabbard. He'll probably learn mm -hmm. from Ryan Griffin a little bit. Clyde Christensen's there. Tom Moore is there. Bruce Arians is there. Byron Leftwich is there. Like there's so much NFL experience around him right now and guys who can teach him stuff. It's going to be absolutely awesome to watch him grow and develop. And I think in a couple of years, yeah, he'll be pretty ready to go. You know, I think that that won't even be a question because he's going to have so many stinking guys around him that are just great at their jobs, who are some of the greatest of all time at their jobs teaching him. So right. I think he really couldn't be in a better spot in terms of him uh, developing and growing as an NFL quarterback and really getting ready uh, to be that guy, you know, a couple of players that I've talked to in the past, you know, they said one of the biggest things that they learned in their rookie seasons was having that mentality of an NFL player. You mm -hmm. know, I think Kyle Trask, he's not going to get a better experience anywhere else than where he is right now. Right. Yeah. It's a good point in that, that environment you step into in the situation you step into often is way bigger in shaping what a career looks like for a player than any physical or athletic trait that they may have, especially at quarterback and other positions. Right. You can just, you know, there's limitation, there's a limitation, and it might not matter what situation you're in. But a quarterback, where so much of it is up here and knowing what you're in and having a coaching staff that has a feel for what you're capable of and what your biggest strengths are and can build an offensive structure around that, that, yeah, it definitely, I mean, it matters a lot. And and I think that you're right about that. As long as Trask can get enough reps and experience, and that's why I thought, oh, he'll win the number two job and he'll get those experience, right. those reps and experience. You know, as long as he can keep getting that as he gets, you know, I think that he could continue to grow. What's the ceiling for him? Is he ever a desirable starter for the Bucks? I have I have doubts about that um, for sure. But like I said, if he can win you a game or two in a Super Bowl window and you need him to, something like that, maybe ends up being worth it. So we'll see. Uh, do have to wrap up today's show, James, but I definitely sure. wanted to do one more thing before we leave. We got to, and we always do, and I know the fans probably – uh, we're excited to have you on for this portion of the podcast, but every week we talk about our friends over at manscaped.com. Uh, and so we got to do that today too. You can get 20% yeah. off manscaped and we'll kind of talk about what that looks like today. Cause this is your pubic service announcement in the news. You've all been waiting for the and the news, especially James has been waiting for in the pod. This is why he agreed to come on the pod today. The manscaped engineering team has confirmed that they have successfully created the Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, which is now available for purchase in the USA and Canada. It was released just recently. We were one of the first over at Peter Report to get our hands on the Lawnmower 4.0. Let me tell you, you, yes, thank you, thank you. Applause is necessary. I appreciate it. Join over 2 million men, including the Peter Report staff and James, hopefully, maybe after the show at least, worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the promo code pewter, P-E-W-T-E-R, pewter at manscaped.com. We've tried the 4.0 ceramic blade, skin safe technology. Feels like Elon Musk's engineers worked on this baby. Uh, it is it is an awesome piece of machinery. Um there's a multifunction on-off switch that can engage. There's a travel lock on it, so it's not buzzing in your backpack or anything like that. Uh, you have got that that great LED light that allows you to see, so everything's safe and you're not missing any spots. Yada yada, it's great stuff. Uh, you can customize your trim. It looks great. There's a it's got the black chrome Manscaped logo. There's wireless charging with the 4.0. It's waterproof. I mean. The list of positives go on and on and on with this thing. Um, I'm telling you, the the Lawnmower 4.0 from Manscaped is tremendous, tremendous stuff. You can get 20% off plus free shipping with that promo code Pewter, P-E-W-T-E-R. Check that out over at manscaped.com and get your – I mean, Father's Day is coming up. Let people yeah. know, everybody in the chat. Let yeah. people know. Manscaped 4.0, that's what you want for, for, for Dad's Day. 
I'm so happy that you guys have a Manscaped ad. That's the best thing in the world. That's literally the best thing in the world. I had to do it while you were. I saved the ad read all week for to drop it in when you were on the show. That's the best. Trust me, we've had better reads. We've had uh, more laugh, more funny reads, humorous reads than that one even from them. But uh, it's always good stuff. The, the the chat always gets riled up when we do the Manscaped ad read for that's sure. Be- that's beautiful. Go Bolts tonight. I see the shout outs in the chat. Yeah. Uh, yes, go Bolts tonight. Indeed, it's going to be a big game. Um, yeah. I've been been loving watching them. I mean, are you Bolts and Rays too? Are you all in? I see the Rays shirt. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So um, I'm Bolts and Rays. Obviously, everybody's still keeping continuity, doing good stuff, you know, which is yeah. a great thing to see. So uh, yeah, let's let's make sure everybody gets wins and uh, goes out there and does good in their respective sports. So uh, yeah, go Bolts. Hey, I mean, that's this is Champa Bay. They're, the standard has been set. It's championships across the board. I know the Rays are killing out follow baseball as closely as hockey or basketball or, or football, but I know they've been killing it lately, doing a great job, and, uh, and big things may be in store there again. Um, and the Lightning obviously look like they're on their way too. So big game tonight. They can really take control of that series. So we are very, very excited about that. Uh, yeah. Edward says, welcome to the Manscaped crew, James. There welcome. you go. I, I feel very welcomed after that ad read. That was that was fantastic. That really was. It's been a great week on the Pewter Report podcast. We appreciate everybody jumping in. Next week, minicamp, baby. Monday, yeah. we are going to set the table, the preview for minicamp on the show. Scott has vowed to be back. I listened to his voice today. It is still pretty rough, but he is working <laughs> his way back. Um, and it is it is coming along. It's definitely progress. So we'll be back Monday. Hopefully, Scott will be with us. We'll have a lot to break down on the show. We'll preview minicamp, set the table for some of the biggest matchups that we're looking at. And then Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, we got minicamp practice in the mornings, and we're going to break it all down at night, everybody back together. So, again, if you haven't yet, Pewter Report TV, make sure, Mr. Bucks Nation, subscribe to both of those on YouTube. Support what we're out here doing. We do appreciate everybody who already does that. Now, as always, a big shout-outs to you all who are in here consistently. Uh, means the world to us. But Tell friends, tell family, spread the word. Those are the podcasts you want to be subscribed to, especially this week coming up. It's minicamp week. Everybody back together for the Bucks. It's it's that kind of an offseason where it hasn't happened yet with the OTAs and the weirdness of this year, especially with Tampa Bay. We haven't seen that. This is going to be everybody coming together before training camp with this team. It'll be the first time that's happened before training camp. And so uh, it's going to be big. It's going to be a great week. We're going to have a ton to break down and to talk about. We're going to get to see Darden against ones. We're probably going to get to see Trask get reps against number ones on defense. Some of the defensive players, we don't even know what they've been doing. They're going to come back into the fold. We're going to get to talk to players, talk to coaches next week, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, minicamp. It is going to be great stuff on the Mr. Bucks Nation pod and on the Pewter Report podcast. So make sure you're subscribed. Make sure you're checking us out and appreciate y'all listening and tuning into another edition of the Pewter Report podcast. Out.